you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one story at a time from the eyes of a newcomer. I am Calvin. I have seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I've seen a lot of Star Wars and I looked away from the screen, so I don't know what these two are laughing at. I don't know what Andy's <laughs> laughing at either. <laughs> Sorry, well, I'll explain in a second. My name is Andy. I've seen um, the clones in Rebels. So exciting. Um, which means I've seen Star Wars, some of it. Um, I was laughing because I was typing in. I always look up like, oh, wait, I got to remember what the D&D classes were. And when I typed in D&D... Uh, <laughs> It can't, a suggested thing was like <laughs> it was D&D plot with rat people <laughs> I was like, why was this suggested <laughs> but I was actually, just our podcast is like <laughs> rat people I was like recently googling rat people so I'm like the I, I see listening. why were you googling rat people it was I was trying to I was trying to remember it was it's a long story don't worry about it it's for it was like a LARP thing um <laughs> but then I was like, were you playing you with somebody from New York City? Rat people. We have rat uh, people. A fun, a fun thing part. that uh, I've started doing recently is uh, my partner and I are watching Bad Batch since we f- we finished Star Wars Rebels uh, like a little bit ago. And it's been fun rewatching uh, season one because I, I haven't watched season one since we did it for the podcast. But that was a decent bit ago now. That was a year so, ago. We, uh, so like, honestly, like a year ago. It's been really fun. Uh Kaya does love Omega, which is good because otherwise we'd have to get divorced. Yeah, there's a there's a bounty hunter uh, character in the Jedi Survivor who also has the um uh, the Kiwi accent, and she's a <laughs> Nautilin, and but like it's the same, like it's literally the same voice. It sounds the exact same as Omega. It's just coming out of a badass Nautilin named Cage. Anyway, that's funny. Who's getting D and D? I think I know who, but you know, Andy. I okay. I was thinking we'd do Gregor or or Wolf. Who did you think, Rex? I mean, the obvious one was Rex, but my second choice would have been Gregor. I wanted. I feel like this is. I don't know. My thing is like I don't know what's to. Gregor's come class of Rex. is weirdo. My thing is, I feel like Gregor is probably done getting anything fancy. Yeah. Whereas I think we might have some more good Rex episodes. Yeah, if you guys yeah. want to do. There, Rex, there's a good Rex episode in season three. I think that we can um um give to Rex. It's a good Re- Rex episode later in season two. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking of a, of a specific season three episode. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I was just thinking that it's it's good. He's he's here. I also I also can remember if we had already done Rex or not. So that was no, my thing. I, was like, I, I made know sure to check. We, we did. Um, the, the I mean, Rex's only appearance in season two of Bad Batch was um, clone conspiracy and truth and consequences. And for that episode, we did Senator Chuchi. Of course, we did. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, she's hmm. a druid because she is awesome. Because she's awesome. No, let's do Gregor because he's wacky. Let's do. We'll save. We'll save Rex for a good episode. Yeah, this was good, but this wasn't. This wasn't worthy of him yet. Gregor is a blood hunter from Critical <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be crazy. He didn't like- really want to eat the Jupa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like if anything, that's got to be um, crosshair. Uh, 
is blood the hunter. blood hunter. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me is always like, it's an artificer. Everyone is artificer. But it's like, you can't always rely on that one. But Gregor is just a weird guy. Like, no, I, I I, mean, I think something hunting related is good because that's like what he does now. He's almost, he's almost, he's almost more of a fisherman than a hunter. But like, I know these aren't classes, but I'm just trying to think about the vibe of, of characters. He's not a hunter. Hunter's hunter. Ah, sorry. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> oh, no. We just oh, watched no. that episode. It's still oh, the best joke in Star Wars. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Okay, okay, I'm looking it up. Who is like a hunter in Dungeons and Dragons? Like, if you were to be like, "This is what I do for a living. I hunt things." Well, maybe not. I feel like barbarian, maybe ranger. I was thinking like a war. Yeah, the descriptions on D and D Beyond is like not the best. Um, he's like a crazy multi class, multi class barbarian ranger. Is that even sure. allowed? I don't yeah. know how D and D works, and I don't care. I don't want to know. Depends. Don't tell if me. If you've got a really boring DM, things aren't allowed. But if you've got a fun one, anything is allowed. Yes, that's how it goes. Some people are creative, and some people suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. so it's on the list. Gregor is a multi-class barbarian ranger. Yeah, before <laughs> before we get into the episodes, I just wanted to say, like, maybe a year ago, I was in this house or in this apartment in Milwaukee. I was looking for a Star Wars GIF to send in the group chat to you guys, uh, and I sent a GIF of Rex, Gregor, and Wolf saluting because I had mixed up the fact that my partner and I were at that point in Rebels with where we were in the podcast, and so I spoiled Andy on Rex being in Rebels. But what I realized in the, the like last few months is that Andy's memory is so terrible that they forgot it and got surprised <laughs> again. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I have about? spent I have spent like almost a year feeling bad about this because I just mixed up where we were because we it was after we had finished season one. So we'd gotten the Ahsoka reveal. And to me, the Ahsoka and Rex like timeline in Rebels is so the same thing. Because right after the uh Right after the season one finale was Star Wars Celebration, and they did a big trailer at the time, and the huge, really well done reveal in the trailer was Rex is back. So I forgot that we hadn't seen Rex. I spoiled Andy on this, and their <laughs> pea brain <laughs> forgot it so they could have fun with the reveal. No, yep. that's so funny. Like, I, I knew that Rex was going to be in it. Like, I feel like I knew that in my heart. Yeah. Once but, we got him in Bad Batch, I, I stopped feeling as bad because it was like, okay, Rex's story is clearly not over. It's not some mystery. Yeah, but I also don't remember this situation <laughs> at all. <laughs> I feel like I kind of remember you being like, oh my gosh, don't look at that. But yeah, because there was like, definitely a moment when I was just like sending just like a bunch of like one line texts to the group chat so that it would push the. um. Yeah, I remember up. Calvin texted me. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't like that was I also wasn't like watching the group chat, I you know, yeah. so I don't remember it. But Slay, yeah. but Slay, it wasn't spoiled for me. So, yeah, this week on First Steps of Star Wars podcast, uh, as you may have gleaned from our conversation uh, thus far, um, um, 
eight minutes into recording. <laughs> um, we are watching Star Wars Rebels Season 2, Episodes 3 and 4, The Lost Commanders and Relics of the Old Republic, in which Ahsoka sends the Ghost Crew on a mission to recruit a mysterious great commander who may have knowledge of the Outer Rim. This commander happens to be none other than Rex, accompanied by Gregor and Wolf. And they're hanging out on the surface of this planet, doing some hunting, and all goes awry when Agent Callus shows up. Bum, bum, bum. Fuck that guy. I love Callus. It's like that, I think that guy in Starbucks, or not Starbucks, whoa, Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Where that guy's like, this guy stinks. <laughs> That's how I feel about Callus. Yeah, him and his mutton chops. So, yeah. Andy, Wait, uh, what happens? What happens? Did you, did you? Is that it? Is that all that happens? I mean, like I, I shortened it in down. These two episodes. In I guess you're episodes, right. Yeah. No, I was literally on my way like home from work to record this, and I like had a like mini panic where I thought I maybe had forgotten to watch the second episode for this week. I was like, oh my god, I only watched the clone episode, and I was like, they were both clone episodes. You fucking idiot! Yeah. It was a two parter, <laughs> but they weren't aired on the same night this time. Yeah, well, and this is this is like a pretty clean two-parter, so it, it's just one big story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of was like, oh, shit, I don't remember what it, what the other episode was about. And it's like, it actually was just the same thing that continued. So, yeah. And I did watch it. Well, you did. And these are some fun episodes. These are some fun episodes. Um, we open with... Uh, the ghost crew talking with Ahsoka and Commander Sato about how they need to find a new place for a base. Yeah. And Ahsoka comes in and is like, I know a great commander. Uh, I, I'm going to help you find him. And so they whip out the head of a tactical droid. And, <laughs> Which is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a fun way of doing it. Because well, tactical droids I, are smart. Yeah, and this is they this sort of strategy of you only need the head was introduced in Bad Batch. With folks who are working for Rex, so I think it's it's fun. This is where they the, like the first time we'd seen a tactical droid head in a while because this obviously came out years before Bad Batch. So, uh, but but when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, it's like uh, Trace and Rafa. It's the exact same thing. Yep. I was thinking, I thought for a second, like, is this the same tactical droid head that Trace and Rafa got? And I'm like, no, that one blew up. Yeah, but they do have the copy of like the yep. database, but it is not a literal head. Yeah, it's not the yeah. The same well, and there's no real explanation for why this tactical droid knows where Rex retired to, but sure, it's it's all for the drama of the reveal. I guess it's you know a computer can, you know, figure things out if you put it all of its things like because it's like in uh, in the High Republic, there's this um really great moment where, um, they string together a whole bunch of astromech droids to uh, figure out, uh, where certain things are going to be exiting hyperspace because they're hurtling through hyperspace with no stop. And so just thinking about them strung up like Christmas lights now. No, uh, kind of, I mean, like it's a giant, you know, it's a giant like mainframe looking thing. It's really cool and it's um it's overheating, and Avar Chris uses the force to uh lift the hot air up and create rain. It's really it's it's a really, really great moment in the higher public, actually. Um Light of the Jedi. Anyway. Um, but yeah, this, so what do you think, Andy? This it was so it's really funny because because Ahsoka's like talking about this commander, and it's like, okay, well, obviously this is Rex. Obviously, this is Rex. Um and they go, and I was thinking this was going to be like, oh, at the end of the episode, they find Rex. No, immediately <laughs> they find Rex. So it's like, okay, that that sort of buildup of of you know, suspense really just sort of gone immediately. But that's fine. Um, 
I honestly was more excited about seeing Gregor than anybody. While I really like Rex, I was already expecting him to be there. Wolf is like a pleasant surprise. Um, I never in a million years would have thought that Gregor would have been the third in that group. Which is so funny because I feel like Calvin and I have had the the reverse where like we knew Gregor was going to be in Rebels, but we're like genuinely shocked when he showed up in Bad Batch. Yeah. So like we knew he was kicking around down the line, but when he showed up in Bad Batch in like Imperial Service, we were like, wait, what? And so it's it's been fun to see like when that that's why I was so excited when Gregor showed back up in late Bad Batch season two, uh, because like we knew we were getting closer to here. I don't yeah. I'm fascinated. I've been thinking about it since Bad Batch season two is because we talk so much about like what happens to the clones. I really don't know how they're going to get to Rex, Gregor and Wolf live retired on a backwater planet with nobody else. Yes. The, and this is this is a very good point and sorry i'm like i know we're supposed to be talking to the episode but to be like to be like speculative and put things in and this is where i think like it really sucks that we cannot actually watch this in timeline order because bad batch season three will come out after we in like a year yeah yeah Yeah. so that really sucks um because it, it we have this question of like what the fuck happened and i have these ideas of like okay well maybe rex like builds a refuge or like finds a way to save the clones but it's like no whatever he does to save the clones does not work or what i think is that rex what i've thought since rex made himself sort of the head of the clone revolution in bad batch is that whatever he does to save the clones he cannot be part of that that's also so like that's what he I'm, that, he yeah. has to take the heat off like he takes the heat off himself and like whatever happens. Uh, I, and I think it could be that a lot of clones end up like this sort of retired out to places where the empire won't find them. And hopefully they're able to live out their lives. I or do think there's something. A li- What's up? Or homeless on Dayu. Yeah. I mean, that guy seems to have been particularly Sad. unlucky. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious whether there's going to be a grand thing or it will be sort of a soft, quiet ending like like Rex gets before everyone else shows up. Yeah. Yeah. We also haven't seen Wolf yet in Bad Batch 2. So that's a. Yes. Uh, yes. A Wait, thing actually, no. He he has not shown up in Bad Batch at all yet. But reports from the celebration trailer for Bad Batch season three are that he will be in it. OK. Yeah. It was not released publicly, but folks said that Wolf was there. I'm mad that that they do this thing where it's, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, but we that's that's beyond the scope yeah. of the podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, like you know, now, now that we actually because we had to be kind of cagey about like you know because Wyatt and I obviously knew where Rex was going to end up, but we had to be. But when we were talking about and speculating for Bad Batch season three, we couldn't talk about Rex. But now we yeah, we can, made so. eye contact for like Andy's whole prediction because uh, we knew we knew what was going on, and I was watching to see if either of us would make a face. We're much better at it than we used to be. We were completely stone faced. I know you guys are much better at it. I also yeah. know that when I go on a rant, like I try not to look at you anyway because like, yeah. I don't want anything revealed. Um. Yeah, it's cool. They they go on this little planet. We get to see our our guys. Um, well, and Aaron Chopper got to stay behind. Characterization, but yeah, yes, go on, Andy. But the characterization of the clones is very interesting, and I get it. Like years have passed. Like a long time has passed. Yeah, twenty years. 
but also for the clones that feels like 40 years you know mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of wild to see them and they are so different from how they are in clone wars and bad batch like i still see but like gregor like gregor i don't know gregor is really different yeah well so and, and it, i will say if you go back and watch bad batch like the just even just clips of gregor and bad batch you could hear that he's kind of not all Unhinged. there and that d baker yes. has started doing his sort of squeaky gregor voice and, well, um, no, and it, it totally makes sense because yeah. also gregor from the freaking start had like mental problems yeah you know? he got That's blown up a few stuff. times he had amnesia he got blown up again like he's had a tough life so it makes sense but so there was that um i feel like the characterization of rex was really interesting he was a lot more like funny laid back carefree kind of like the kind of guy you would think is like the like f- crazy fun dad who's like running the barbecue yeah he's got like a he's like, referred to as grandpa George. rex a lot yes. by fans and and it's not just because of his santa beard um which i will say took a lot of getting used to like you what you are with rebels ahsoka i was with rebels rex i was not a fan of his design for a long time i can see it I but think my favorite is I get I, think, it. I like how Wolf looks. Wolf and, Agreed. and yeah, I think Wolf still has remained like I still see that 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 clone. Like I still see him. And I still see Rex and Gregor, but it's also like, whoa, they're really different. Like the Yeah, Gregor's really got the Gre- they've all got the dad bod. Like yeah. they're they're all son like they're all kind of marked up from being in the sun for many years. Yeah. No, it's it I and I was thinking about it at the beginning because they're like obviously there's the sort of like Ahsoka doesn't name the great commander and it's sort of like a fun mystery for the kids that are watching it but also Ahsoka is knows that that's the only way to get Kanan to go on the mission yeah because he won't go if he knows it's close yeah so that and that is something I'm really glad that this is this episode is why I was glad and I appreciate the Kanan cameo in Bad Batch Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we've I actually agree. seen his trauma with the clones. So that initial confrontation carries so much more weight and it makes like Ezra's ignorance of it really interesting. Just like seeing a kid, it's like a kid who doesn't understand VHS or like what what it was like before cell phones. He's just like, well, they're just some nice geezers. Like, why are we mad at them? Yeah, I don't think this would have hit as hard if if not for that cameo like that it fucked me up like watching this and being like holy shit like here are like because kanan most likely has not encountered clones since that time and and so and if he has it was in the early days of the empire when like the clones were still soldiers yeah and he and clones were still soldiers and he was still just a boy uh you know a young jedi who would be fucking killed so yeah, so and we've I seen like they were enforcers of the empire. Like even yeah. if they didn't know he was a Jedi, they were still not his friends anymore. Yeah, and so it's really like that seeing that, um, and especially because we it's not just like oh like we see him for like a second and he runs away. We hear him like he talks to Hunter about what's happening, and I don't know it. Right, it's Hunter. Yeah, it's Hunter and like, Cross. I heard go yeah, down after. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and before that, even he's just he's a he's ch- a chummy with his own clones. He's friendly with the Bad Batch. Like they're they're comrades. Yeah. 
Uh, So it's an interesting thing uh, hearing you react to this after having seen both, obviously, the Bad Batch cameo with Kanan and the Clone Wars finale at all, because Rex's line about the Siege of Mandalore was the very first time that was ever referred to on screen. Oh, really? It was a tease for an episode that never got made because Clone Wars was canceled. This is the mid 2010s. Like Clone Wars was dead. Rebels was its replacement. So Rex teasing what happened with him and Ahsoka was the the first step that would eventually lead to the Clone Wars finale in the revival. And it's still so funny to think about how like that because this was we didn't know what happened to Ahsoka or Rex. I talked about this in the the season one finale. So it was crazy to see them back on our screens. Can I ask a question? Yes. At that time, was, has had Ahsoka left the Jedi Order and that was the end of the show? Yes. At well, that oh time, my. the end was season six. Yeah, season six. Yoda. So the Fives arc, the Yoda arc, um, the Anakin and Padme bank arc, and the random yes. ass Jar Jar episodes. Yes. But the yes. most monumental thing that had happened was Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. We did not know where she was after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hearing like, oh, I fought with her from... Christophsis to was that like, yeah Christophsis to, to, to the siege to, of Mandalore to the siege of Mandalore well that's crazy because and we like, had like holy shit what are you talking about she's not a Jedi anymore like I ah. think we'd had some indications from some behind the scenes panels and stuff that the Clone Wars finale would have involved Mandalore but the siege of Mandalore which is obviously what we all call it now yeah originates here on screen and oh, so it wow. was so it, I it was funny watching because I because. there's a in the original star Wars movie, there is a bit where somebody refers to the clone wars in the very first one, uh, which are just part of the backstory at the time. And there's this like common story among older fans about spending years wondering what the clone wars were. And then finally having that answered with the prequels and clone Wars series. And it's funny. I think that folks of our age, who were fans of the Clone Wars now have our own version of that where there was a decent number of years where we spent wondering about the Siege of Mandalore. And it was it was teased a few times and we would learn a little bit more about it. And then finally seeing it on screen was crazy. And so that's I was thinking about that while we were while I was watching this one for the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really cool to hear. Um and yeah, and I mean I love that line delivery too. It's just like fucking yeah. phenomenal. I I had sort of forgotten because uh, I'm so used to it, but just like Bad Batch again with the younger clones versus here voicing the older clones. D Baker Goods does a great job of aging Rex. Yeah. You were talking about yes. his personality changes, but also like he sounds, he doesn't sound more like, I don't know. I, I, I'm fascinated again by what, what happens in Bad Batch season three, three that led Rex here. He's given up the fight. Yeah. Um, so other notable things, uh, Sabine's hair. Sabine's got her new look. Sabine's hair. I don't know if I like it. I'm on the fence. I don't hate it. There's some, there's some shots where I'm like, Ooh, this looks beautiful. And then there's some shots where I'm like, Ooh, yikes. Um, this is, I think generally up there on people's like top Sabine looks, um, I like it. I like it way better than season one. Oh, uh, that yes, I do agree with that. I like it much better than season one. And and 
What has her armor changed? Yeah, she's she's repainted it. It's completely yeah. new. A yeah. new pattern. I, I like I like her armor better. It's way well. redder now in terms of the, the the sort of maroon is the base color where the pink used to be. And she's got yeah. a lot cooler designs. And she also wears the like tr- really tricked out version of it more with her full gear instead yes. of the stripped down like maneuverable kit she was wearing in season one for most of the time. Yeah. But yeah, I like her. I just my only thing with her is that at the moment, like I feel no attachment to her character. And out of all of the people uh, on the crew, I'm like, she's the one I don't know very yep. well. I promise you it's coming. So, <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, why are you here? <laughs> you, we're you like little kid. <laughs> we're. Let's see. We're like five episodes away from the first real. Yeah. Episode eight of this yeah. season is a big Sabine backstory episode. Yeah, so well, it's coming. Sure. Um, but yeah, I like uh, what else? Do they, so they, they capture this big thing using Zeb as bait. And that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, hysterical. I just the whole thing I loved. Yeah. Um, before we move to two on this, it, <laughs> I just stray observation. Um, when Kanan is like explaining to Ezra about like what happened and his clone trauma, um, there's a moment where he's building his lightsaber and he looks like down the barrel of his lightsaber. And I'm like, bud, you're going to shoot your eye out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the reference to that one like famous. There's a famous promo photo from, again, the original Star Wars where a certain person looks down a lightsaber it doesn't happen in the movie but uh i think i think that's a sneaky reference to all jedi are dumbasses <laughs> um i, I but, like that rex at the end of that just shows up <laughs> he's like i'm listening to your conversation actually at the end of kanan's whole trauma yeah when he when he tells when when they're talking on uh in the phantom on the roof when he tells him his whole thing and rex is like we all had a choice which i think yeah. is later in the episode um is really funny too because like yes rex removed his chip yes rex went on to go help other clones regain their autonomy yes rex also got order 66 and did try to murder ahsoka (laughs) yes you are leaving that out 20 years later aren't you captain (laughs) rewriting the narrative huh Yeah, it's just funny. He's he's just funny in this episode. I don't know. Rex kind of Rex cracks me up. He's good, but he's a little bit more lighthearted than Yeah. Uh, well, and you could see how quickly he sort of slips back into the mode he was in when Ahsoka was really young, except he's mellowed out, so he's not as like hard ass as he was with her. But like you can tell how like he immediately goes back into like oh experience outranks everything you got to get some experience stuff with Ezra like letting him man the gun and like telling him more stories like it's just it's it's such a good through line for Rex's character filtered through the lens of grandpa like he's still the same dude but he's also 65 thinks he's out of the fight and is like ah the good old days back in the republic yeah, so so Wolf um kind of betrays them. I was just about to say that. Um, yeah, Wolf does turn them in, which I feel like we kind of move on a little too quickly from. I feel like we're kind of like, okay. Yes, I totally agree. I, I think it's because they like knew this wasn't going to be a major like Wolf wasn't going to be a recurring character in the same way that Rex is. Is like they they leave him on the planet with with the with the walkers that they have now. And 
So I think they had to just for time constraints, but I I agree. I would have loved to see them dig into it a little bit more um, because Wolf's trauma has to do with the Jedi, which I think is very interesting, um, given that he did not kill Plo Koon, his general. Plo Koon got killed by one of his starfighter squadrons in Revenge of the Sith. And so I, I think it's really interesting to the, the guilt that is clearly there with Wolf. Um, and but like that, that turns into just a fear that because of their actions, the Jedi will want revenge. Which I think is is sort of saying that Wolf, I think, fell a little bit for the propaganda of the Empire of like, yeah. oh, the Jedi were plotting. They were there that they were foiled, but they're going to they'll be back like they're the Jedi in some ways are made out to be what the Sith are. And so that's really interesting also because we know that the empire mistreated the clones. And we know that Wolf probably had to know that to end up with Rex. So it's super, it's such an interesting character decision. Again, given what we know about the state of the galaxy now that we didn't know at the time, it's given depth by just the existence of another show where it's kind of a, kind of a mid plot development in a, (laughs) in the original episode. I also do want to say uh, the ATTE that they live in is one of my favorite Star Wars things ever. The Howl's Moving Castle walker that they've got. I know. It is, it's really cute. I wanted the Lego for so many years. and then it, I, I passed on it a couple times when it was on sale, and I deeply regret it. it. It's, yeah, it's very whimsical. But it's also like, what, when, what is that from? Like, what is this, this? Oh, it's the clones walker from the Clone Wars. It's yeah, the six-legged have, walker that they always they used. Do they don't use those anymore? No, right? They use the new ones that they brought in the, in the next with episode. The four legs. Yeah, yep. these are the actual ATATs, right? Yep. Yeah, and okay. so this is the first appearance of the ATATs, which are or also known as just the the Imperial Walker, uh, but Imperial it's a classic walker. Imperial design, just like the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, but that was interesting watching it because I didn't understand. They kept being like, what is that? Oh my God, it only has four legs. And I like did not understand the significance. And then I was like, no, because they are literally living in a relic of the Republic. Like they're literally yeah, still, like, they they're so rebel- stuck in the past. Um, yeah. They're like, they're, and that's something we saw with, with all the clones really at the end of the war and was a theme throughout. It's like, what are, what do we do when we are not soldiers of the Republic? And even these guys who have a life, like they have a nice life for themselves, but they live in a relic of their past. They wear their armor. Gregor's shirt has the logo of the burger place. He used to be enslaved at. Oh my God. I didn't catch that. That's hilarious though. (laughs) I love that. Like he just, he just, he just, I assume has only owned like five shirts his entire life. And that's one of them. So, hey, if it works, it works. But I, yeah, no, I, I'm a, I liked these episodes at the time, but just given what we know about the clones' story and their history, I'm really enjoy this time with these clones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love them, and then this, the second episode or like the second part of this episode moves a lot faster i feel like than the first are you talking about relics of the old republic or uh the second half of uh lost commanders 
I'm talking about relics of the old republic. Like if we're talking yeah. about this as one story, the second half of the story, yeah, moves really fast. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to pick out. There's so much, but also it's like, um, it's a lot of action and set pieces because it's the it's the slow speed chase with the walkers in the storm, which I also just really like seeing. Rex's the way the Jedi taught the clones is so clear here because Rex's madcap plan involves it relies entirely on the Jedi. It's such an yeah, Anakin plan. That is that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I I mean this was an action sequence that I really enjoyed because it it had all of this subtext of like we are going to work together like we used to work together because we were once friends you know metaphorically like not that rex knew kanan but like you know what i'm saying yeah and it took a lot for kanan to sort of but i think also it's really it's important to note that the clones were like we are looking to the jedi to lead like kanan we are looking like you are our commander like we're not looking and i mean they do that right from the fucking beginning is they call him general and he was like i was never a general you know, like right from the beginning, the yep. clones wanted to show Kanan respect. And and I thought that was just really awesome. Like, I just thought that that was so cool. Um, yeah, and I, I, it's one of the things where like, I'm really glad that this happened in animation so that we could watch Rex like watching Kanan and Ezra leaping around at the end and like him think of the crazy shit that they all got up to in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So he, he's just like, I, I, I'm glad... I'm glad that Rex does get to like meet Ahsoka at the end. And, and, and obviously neither, well, Ahsoka knows now, but neither of them know what happened to Anakin. Uh, but you can, I, I can just so clearly in all of this feel Rex thinking about young Ahsoka as he interacts with Ezra. And so I, uh, not to jump to the end, but that's part of what makes it really nice to see them reunited as real adults. Well, it was it was interesting because Rex is like reminiscing and it's like, oh, just like the old days, like he's talking about he talks about Anakin and he's like, you know, I served under, you know, the greatest general the, and 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 it's so wild to have him like reminisce. And it's like, oh, my God, I feel like I am Rex right now because I was there <laughs> like I was there in the Clone Wars with you, Rex. This is part of why I'm obsessed with Rebels existence as part of Star Wars's generational storytelling, uh, which has already always been a part of it. Um, I, as you know, Darth Vader is Luke's father, the most uh-huh. famous spoiler of all time. Yes. And so that like the the generations of skywalkers has been a thing even since the 80s but it's been really emphasized the generational nature of star wars since they made the prequels and rebels bridging the gap and not just doing skywalkers but really bridging bridging the gap from the generation that lived the clone wars to the new generation that has to uh resist the empire through what connects them is one of my absolute favorite things in all of star wars and about the show and the way it it does the sort of like reminiscing remember the good old days by putting it in the mouth of a character it's not fan service it's just like it's it's used for effective storytelling and character development like it's not just like hey remember that time they did this in the clone wars it's not easter egg storytelling and i really appreciate that yeah i agree 
And well, Clone Wars, like, I didn't realize this, but Clone Wars really, like, drew me in. And I really, like, feel like I understand, like, here are the, like, in the same way that someone might teach, like, here are the battles of the, like, you know, Revolutionary War. And, like, this is what happened. Like, I feel yeah. like you could teach a class like that on the fucking Clone Wars. Well, and that's from watching it. And you get like even Rex's references at the beginning. And this is again to you, a person who doesn't, it wasn't one of those sort of like clone military nuts as a kid. You didn't, you weren't there for the battles, but you Rex says battle Christophsis siege of Mandalore. And you're like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I I was there talking about. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. The battle of Christophsis. Like, Jesus. So, and I feel like an old person who has who who was reminiscing of the war I was in twenty years well, that's, ago. And and, and it, that's sort of the fun bit about the podcast. Like, it's taken us a while to get through stuff because Clone Wars was such a behemoth of a series, and then they keep coming yeah. out with new stuff. But like, there has actually been a decent amount of time since you watched that stuff for the first time, since your first reaction. So it, it and that's the intended effect like it's the effect for the characters but this is exactly what's supposed to happen to the viewers and these are some things that sometimes you miss out on some of the ways that the, the story is telling because a lot of star wars expects you to have seen all of star wars uh, yeah <laughs> so sometimes there'll be references to stuff that you just haven't seen or like there yeah. it's a callback to some shit the millennium falcon did or something and it's funny i always appreciate it when you get to experience star wars the exact same way we are And that's why, like, we're all in the same playing field here in terms of experiencing it with the added context of Bad Batch. Yes. It's something I really like. I will say, though, I think it's fun for, like, something to happen. And I'm like, oh, I I realized that that thing that happened was a reference to this thing that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I it is nice. And I. Yeah. I don't know. Another thing I really also appreciate is because we have the same. Music composer, Kevin Kiner. Oh, the um, music was so slay. They bring back the classic clone theme for yeah. this episode. And and it's it hit it hit different when this episode it came out. It hits hit. even different. Like, because they've sort of retired it from Bad Batch because the era of the Republic is over. Uh it, it only really gets played a couple times when Rex shows up. Uh and it's really nice to see it back in full force when the clones decide it's time to get back in the fight. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. The music, all of the music in in this episode was just fucking phenomenal. And I was like, whoa, holy shit. I have not been so like blown away by Star Wars music in a while. Like not that, not that it's not good, but I feel like you are more of a nerd about that than I am. So it's something that I, I, that goes unnoticed usually. So for me to be like, oh my God, the music like it has to be really like, yeah, crazy. It's, there's been a couple standout moments in Bad Batch, and they have that great Bad Batch theme. But like, I agree yeah. that uh, that I think Rebels Rebels makes heavy use of sort of quotes from the original trilogy's music, which you have never you wouldn't won't have yeah. heard. Um, but when it really gets into the using the stuff that's original to the series and originated in Clone Wars. It's fantastic. Ahsoka's theme used uh, when it is, is incredible. Um, One of my favorite uses of it is at the end of this season. And uh, I can't tell you anymore. Yeah. I think it's also just really exciting. Like it's, it's kind of like you, 
when you like watch these episodes, just in general, when you watch things and like you you hear the music, but like like me, like you don't really realize it. But it's it's like making this subconscious connection of like this music and this person, um, you know, this music and these people. Uh, so if it'll play and you'll like subconsciously or even like consciously be like, oh, my God, holy, holy shit, I'm going to think of this person. And I don't know, like. Hearing the clone theme, just I, I was like, I'm gonna pee my pants right now. Like, I'm literally <laughs> going to pee because this is so exciting. No, um, they. I just saw the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, uh, the new one, and the theme from Guardians is very fun. And they didn't use it for nearly the entire movie. So when they did break it out in the final like battle scene, there was a big sort of like fuck yeah for me because I've been waiting for it the whole time. And I, I think this a smaller version of that was with the clone theme in its like full original arrangement when it they uh they run the walker into the storm. And I yeah, it's it's so fun. I, I love shit like that. Yeah. I still like, uh, and, the, yeah, and the best yeah, ever yeah, I've seen yeah. uh, the, the, some of the best I've seen in theaters include a bit in Rogue One with one of the original themes and also the uh, Avengers movies, which also did the same thing of like, we're holding back, we're holding back. And yeah. now we're just like going full blast. It, it gets me. I, I fall for it every time. Also, quick shout out. I saw this on Twitter. So uh, Kevin Kiner is credited as the composer for pretty much everything, but he works as a team with his kids. Uh, they just took home an award. And uh, one of them on Twitter used the. Uh, occasion also to announce that his sister is trans is like we won an award also deanna is trans and it was just such a funny way to come out uh it was like <laughs> yeah, we're kicking ass for our music also uh my sibling is trans yay and they got a ton of support <laughs> and uh kevin there was a photo with kevin and and his two kids and it's it's really cool that like yeah all the good bad batch music is trans now <laughs> excellent Sorry, I was trying to find the post and the Lord of the Rings music started playing. I don't know if you guys heard that. You're a caricature but, um, of a person. I heard a little yeah. bit, but not recognizable. I was like, I was like, I want to pull it up. Um, and then my phone opened to Instagram and it was just some, yeah, just some Lord of the Rings music. Um, yeah. My, also, uh, one of my favorite lines in the these episodes is uh, Rex's shit talking the stormtroopers. Oh my god, yes. Uh, yes, 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 yes. It that was so funny. Especially in Rebels, because the Stormtroopers in Rebels are way more comedy than anything we've really seen them in so far. So, like, yeah, these are fucking numb nuts. These they're gonna they're gonna get absolutely run in circles by the even 60-year-old clones. I loved the I loved the like I have many of them. And Rex was like, well, bring them all. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so good. Oh, yeah, Callus, Callus, the voice actor David Yellow, who who voices Callus, is really able to go into, like, hammy villain mode yeah. so excellently. <laughs> like, you just, you he, you feel the evil radiating off the sideburns with his, uh, with his voice, too, in comparison with that. Um, just thinking about little things. I enjoy that, Ezra wears Rex's helmet like he he's Rex still has his helmet and I really enjoyed seeing that although it will forever bug me that the rebels version of his helmet doesn't have the antenna maybe it broke off I, I, there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for it but like you, it just, just like predicted something that's gonna happen bad about season three the antenna's gonna break he's gonna off. break his <laughs> stupid antenna off yeah uh, you're right and I, I'm mad 
Yeah. You're totally right. No, it was probably maybe like an animation mistake. Yeah, and they were like, a, hold well, on, no, we have to retcon this. The helmet and the armor looks completely different in the rebel style. Like it's a, there's a there's a, di- a very yeah. significant stylistic choice with the way they animate all the clones gear. The the guns are like enormous as compared to what they used to like it's it's very exaggerated in the way that rebels is it is there it's interesting because like landscapes and like the machines don't look too different from clone wars yeah there's a couple like the (laughs) nerds are unable to accept any deviation from normal so people got mad about the star destroyers having long necks and the tie fighters (laughs) having like short wings but like that is hilarious and this is because they're designed after the original concept art that uh, for the original trilogy that is the basis for Rebels' art style, which had stubby TIE fighters and long neck destroyers. And it's like, it's a cartoon. It's a very obviously a Star Destroyer. It's not affecting the way you, like, it's not affecting your comprehension of what's going on on the screen. Shut the fuck up and stop tweeting. Yeah, although I will say, <laughs> I think people are right about the skinny lightsabers. I think that was a bad choice. <laughs> I still same same origin. I like I have no feelings on it. I get why some people don't like it, but like I don't know. It never I don't bugged like me. It. I don't like it enough to like tweet about it, you know. But I <laughs> I just would like personally. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, that's like, fine. I I, I well that because you're <laughs> obviously people can have opinions. Just don't be a dickhead <laughs> about it. How <laughs> reasonably have opinions? Yeah, like I. I was I was pretty strong in my dislike of Rex's Rebels design, but like I didn't I, I just kept it to myself. <laughs> no, the only reason why I wouldn't tweet about not liking Ahsoka is because I don't want to get fucking canceled. Well, I don't want and you think you, I'm an Ahsoka hater. So haven't we banned you from Twitter? <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, we, I like yeah. don't know my password to Twitter anymore, and I'm like, I'll never make a new one. <laughs> yeah, I hope I didn't post anything like dumb. I had a Twitter for like two weeks. <laughs> I only tweet really from my professional journalistic tweeter, tweeter, Twitter, Peter. and it's just the driest, most boring news shit. Like it's good for my job, and it's it'll it's like I could put it on my resume, but it's not interesting. I want I like Twitter because Twitter people are like, oh, you just say whatever the fuck you want on there. You just go for it, and I'm like, I want to do that on Facebook. I want to be crazy. <laughs> You want to become a Facebook boomer? Really? Just posting like Star Wars minion memes. I feel like I already am. Just, just minion Darth Maul and some nonsense quote. Facebook is like my most used social media, I feel like. You're one of my few friends who actually like shares things on I'm Facebook. Active on Facebook. Yeah. Because all my friends are like in their 30s and use Facebook. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's the it's the LARP life. You old soul, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone, everyone. I feel like I know is either on Facebook or is on Discord, and like I'm like Discord's not social media. Why are we using this? Um, and I don't know how. Someone, someone tried to send me free Nitro, and I was like, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> what it is sounds like that? an ener- It sounds like an energy drink. Nitro uh, is cold brew. Yes. Coffee. Or, I you. mean, it's a it's a subset of cold brew coffee. It also but... sort of sounds like like something you'd hear in Fast and Furious, like kick in the nitro, kick in the nitro, bro. No, I have no idea. It's like it's like something to do with Discord. So maybe I'll I'll. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what nitro is either. So you're not alone. 
I mean, like I've seen it. I think it's like Discord <laughs> yeah. Premium, Discord Plus. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's like gold on Reddit. Like it's just sort of like stupid. I don't know. But it back to the episode. We've sort of wildly tangented off. But we what have, did you think, Andy? One, of the like, what's up? We have one thing I want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. We have okay, a cool. fun guy who shows up at the end. Yes, you've met him. We have, yeah, he. We've met him before. He was friends with the other Inquisitors. Yep. So it's the all fifth, friends. It's the fifth brother who is referred to in the fifth as the fifth brother in Rebels eventually, which means this poor fucker still hasn't gotten promoted. Because <laughs> remember, That's his part of his deal was he wanted to be the Grand Inquisitor, and like yeah. it never yeah. worked out because that he. The Grand Inquisitor was faking his death, and so like, but now he is genuinely dead, and he still didn't get the job. Have I told you guys in in my LARP we have Inquisitors? We have like a a type of yeah called an Inquisitor. I know uh, Assassin's Creed's got Inquisitors, like yeah, uh, I Dragon think a Age. Of, a lot of so that like comes it's funny, that. it's funny oh. to see like because I'll see sometimes on Twitter and be like, wait, they're not talking about the Rebels Inquisitors. <laughs> no, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, we're, our Inquisitors are like fantasy. Our Inquisitors are a, and Rebels are a terrible workplace comedy uh, that are just all goth. But yeah, so I, I when the, again, when this episode came out, Fifth Brother was just a new guy. It was like, okay, cool, there are more Inquisitors. But now it's fun to see like, oh yeah, it's this guy. Of course, it's one of the Inquisitors sent to hunt Jedi. That's what yes. they do. Of course. Yeah. And they have cool lightsabers. Yep. Yeah. So and then obviously the last one, the last scene is uh, Ahsoka and Rex meeting mm-hmm. each other. I Rex's line, you got old, like to her is just is so sweet. I know. Because Ahsoka's what, sad. like 32 now? Ahsoka, yeah. So Ahsoka's like 17 when the Clone Wars ends. So she'd be about 27 here. 27. So she's like a real adult. She's not like, she's not a kid anymore. Yeah, she's not like a fake adult like we, like we are. But like, I don't know. We, we still, I think all three of us could still, if we walked onto a college campus, they wouldn't like be like, go away, boomer. <laughs> yeah. I think not. I think they would tell Ahsoka, like, they would be able to recognize that Ahsoka's like, well, and Ahsoka at this point, you could, even in the way they animate her, is like carrying life experience. Like, yes. she's, she has yeah. seen some shit. It's so cute seeing them. They're so, they're so sweet. Yeah. And I actually, it's funny. I think they're, I know you're not hot on the Rebels Ahsoka design, and I wasn't hot for years on the, the Rex design. I actually think they look really good to like they match each other well where they feel like they should be like they they feel from the same universe and also like they they fit the art style really well. I know you don't yeah. like it, but it is what yeah. they're going for. And so I, I think that's a I think that's a, a job well done to the design team for translating iconic beloved characters and giving them for, like new designs that have become equally as iconic. Did you have a question for me? You like started asking a question that I was like, oh, oh. I was going to because I'm always curious what you think of uh, action stuff. I was curious what you thought of the action stuff once they got out of the storm when the, they sort of like did the walker scaling the other one. I don't know. I don't think I th- yeah. I I just felt. Wait, hold on. I want to pull up what you're talking about. 
Uh, it's just how they win the fight by sort of like walking straight at the walker and knocking it over. Oh, and, yes, yeah. yes. No, I thought that that was cool because it is the like the whole like theme of this has been, you know, these guys who are they're relic they're relics of the fucking republic. And it's like cool that like the old sort of took down its newer iteration. Yeah. I thought that was very fun and symbolic and I just love them. I did and... get faked out by the children's cartoon at one point where I did genuinely think they were going to kill Rex for a second my first time watching this. When like he he cuz the, they there's a point where like he's about to get shot before the Jedi come in and I was like, "Oh shit, cuz we didn't know, we didn't know anything." And uh Clone Wars killed people so often that I was still scarred by it. But I'm glad Rex survived, and I'm glad Rex chose to go with them. And now we've sort of got our crew for the for the rest of the season. Yeah. No, it was very sweet, and I, I don't know. I love them. They were so nice. Yeah, I'm very glad that we got the clones back. But even before that, we knew Bad Batch was a thing, I was looking forward to this, knowing how much you love them in Clone Wars. Like I, I Knowing that the clones were coming back in Rebels, even once we got into an era where in a lot of the content that had been released at the time, there weren't any clones. Uh, I was I was always excited for you to get here, and I'm glad that we are. Yeah, I think the only thing that sucks is, is like, for me, I feel like I've seen a lot of clone stuff recently. Like, it would have been nice to watch all of yeah. season one and kind of be, like, in the mindset of, like, I miss the clones, I miss the clones, and then see the clones again. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, I still appreciate the fact that the the boys are back together, you know? The boys are back in town. They're getting the band back together. And I love it. I love to see it. I love to see them salute their freaking commander, their general. What are they calling Kanan? I don't know. They're best. Uh, he'd be a commander. Friend. But like I don't I don't I think at this point they're, not they're beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. But I still love them. Yeah. I'm very happy. The ranking system within the rebellion is um strange. <laughs> Yes, it's it's complete nonsense. Yeah. But so is the ranking system within the Empire. True. So All right, yeah, what are we so watching next? Else? Any no final thoughts? Awesome. Um that, yeah, I'm next good. time on First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, we are watching Star Wars Rebels season two, episodes five and six. Always two there are, and Brothers of the Broken Horn. And it's ah. not a two part of this time. It's two separate episodes. And Andy, do not look at the thumbnails. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I won't. I'll turn off Disney Plus right now. <laughs> and never see. Fun. Fun. Uh, Thank sweet. you for listening. We're so the best. We're the this best been... podcasters. <laughs> yeah. uh, may the force be with you. <laughs> so what? Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW. And on Instagram at First Step Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles. And you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>